Yeah, I mean, it just shows that how close we are. You know, we're, we're right there. We just got to get over the hump. You know, he's always, he was in my ear all week, so love that. You know, he's a great role, role model to look up to, so really appreciate him. Logan Smothers. Logan Smothers basically saying what his coach says about being close and also thanking Adrian Martinez for being in his ear and helping him out all week long. Let's run through these calls. We start off with Christian in Des Moines. What's up, Christian? Hey, guys. Uh, just calling in. with that game today. Uh, I've been worried all day. You guys should have won that game. Uh, we were just waiting for something. I mean, down that big, that, the punt, man. The punt was just critical because we weren't going to score. With that quarterback play we had today between Petrus and Padilla, I mean, we were not going to score the points. And so, you know, deep safety and that special teams just can't have it. And the one thing I'd say about Frost is, man, I, I don't know. I hope it stays. I have an eight and, eight and four season next year. He's a track record on losing, and they just not just waiting for them to make the mistake, right? That's where we're sitting in the stands saying they're going to make mistakes, going to make mistakes. Then they did. It was like the whole crowd was like, okay, here we go again. Like, that's exactly right. That's what we need them thinking. So, you know, I think you're close. You're close, but, man, you just it's, a, it's almost infected the program now. It's kind of kind of messed up. But, you know, go Hawks. All right, Christian. Uh, we mentioned earlier a statistical anomaly. Um, <laughs> this is drives me nuts. Um, so I love – uh, early down success rate. Love it. I think it's it's incredibly important. You know, get rid of third down. That's your go-to. Yeah, I love it. Um, <laughs> Nebraska averaged 8.4 yards on but first down. They, Michael, they... We, hold you, on, hold on. I'm going to give you Iowa's. Iowa's 4.8. Iowa's under 5, and Nebraska was over 8 in first down average. You know yards. what? Oh, because I like you, I'm going to throw you another bone. That has to be at least the fourth or fifth game. I'm I'm dead dog serious, and you know what you. I'm about to say. I believe you. I sit next to you at worse every other week. If I'm not working, how often do we talk about Nebraska having a better first down success rate than their opponent and still not winning? Yeah. How many yards did they average third down? It's crazy. I bet at their least their yards ha- to go was four point two yards. Dude. Give me that. Every, Every day know, of the week, Iowa's third down distance to go was 8.2 yards. Mm. All right, that's how we run through the call. Let's go to Mike. Go ahead, Mike. What's up? Mike? I just want to know. Yeah. I want to know what our offensive identity is going to be moving forward. I'm so sick and tired of showing up every week not knowing what's going to happen. <laughs> what is our offensive identity? Did you like? Do you like kind of those option concepts? I mean, I remember back in ninety four, ninety five when they were great. But is it sustainable in twenty twenty one? Yeah. I... Well, let me let me say this: there are teams throughout the country that do this pretty similar, but not to the level that Nebraska is running in the triple option. At the Power Five level, right? We see this happen quite a bit. The closest to Nebraska, I guess, be Wake Forest. No, Wake Forest runs are a lot of this. Coastal Carolina, but no, at Power Five level, Air Power Ball. Five level, because you can you can do it at the lower a level. A little bit I think, of Wake Forest, Power Five level. It's hard to find what Nebraska's doing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the. I don't know. That's a. I I don't know. That's a good question, and I would like to think I know concepts. I don't know this one though. I don't. I don't have a good answer. I don't have a good right. answer. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. it there's a lot of. It, do you have an answer? But let me tell you this. I could say How that. How did Austin Allen not get the ball until the second half? I can though? say that over and over again. I don't have the answer for a lot of things. I don't have an answer for a lot of things. It's, maybe Owen has the answer. 
Hello, Owen. You're on Big Red Overreaction. What's up? Um, I was at the game today. Yes. Yeah. And I was wondering why in the fourth quarter did they not um, – they didn't run it as much as they were in the earlier quarters. I just didn't know why. Mm. I right. would say they probably panicked in a way, um, if more than anything else. You know, panic play calling. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think that's probably we went over those numbers earlier. Um, in eight terms eight of for uh, eight for minus eight. Yep. Yeah. They ran and eight and, times and they threw it well. fifteen times. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty three plays in one quarter, and you zero points and zero points out of that. Yes. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. And Iowa ran. Now again, you have to take it with a grain of salt with how they scored. Iowa ran seventeen plays and scored nineteen points. Just do the points per play in your head. Yeah. Ouchie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron, there he is. Hello, Aaron. How are you doing? I think you're the last caller on Big Red Overreaction for the week. Hey, guys. What's um, up? Jumping off that guy with the philosophy, this OC hire might be absolutely enormous. Yeah. Um, yeah. If he if Frost gives up the play calling like he says he does, um, when these mistakes keep happening, they need someone up in that booth calling plays who Spinker does not pucker up at the end. Because that's what's happening in these fourth quarters is Frost just puckers up and it's over. And even with the difference of, and I appreciate the caller, and even with, Thanks, Aaron. like, let's say you get into kind of that triple RPO kind of offense, mm-hmm. a little better decision making or, or having multiple schemes on the edge when teams start to slow something down, you got to have something else in your bag. They're really good the first time around. Yep. Right. They, got, they have to be able to counter punch. You know, yeah, it's like love making. You can't do the same thing every time. Uh, in the fourth uh, quarter, in the fourth quarter, had oh. a run of four. It's true. It's a you watch Sex in the City. They'll tell you about it. <laughs> they had a four yard run and a two yard run. Okay, just under the fourteen minute mark. So we're talking about thirteen minutes. After that, in terms of running the ball, Nebraska went. Oh, that's a pass. No, it's a pass. There's a pass. You count Samari Torre's run for a loss of one yard. Let's count that as a run. There's a run. Um, pass, 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 pass. There's a run by Logan Smothers. Pass, 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 pass. So three of the run, four of the runs happened in the first drive of the fourth quarter. Yeah. And then you had four more, and one of them was a uh, two were a quarterback. One was a uh, a wide receiver. So yeah, it's tough out here, Michael. Yeah, it's it's tough. The became the first program. Um, from what they can figure out, to lose nine games by under double digits. So did you, did you see Dave Revson's tweet? Yeah, is that the one about the double digit thing. Yeah, that was that's pretty unbelievable. It is statistical anomaly. Yeah, Dave Revson said Nebraska is the first team in college football history. Yeah, and he wrote the book on it, by the way. To lose nine games by single digit margins in the same season, they went one and eight in the Big Ten, and their combined scoring margin in those games was zero. Lost eight games by 49 points. Beat Northwestern by, 40. by 49 points. Right, right. You you may never see that again. I can argue that you'll never see. I, I'm going to say they're never going to see it again. You will never see that You're again. You're never going to see it again. You're never going to see it again. And then the other game, of course, is Oklahoma, which they managed to move into uh, a one-possession game as well. Mm. Uh, that is, um, let me tell you this. My favorite thing about the weekend by far, because it was not a great weekend, my favorite thing about the weekend by far is Kayla Benning's tweet. About having a, is it a good conversation? 
with uh, with Scott Frost and, and receiving the offer? He did. He had a great conversation. Let me just let me let me say this. I love the day after Class B and Class A championship games because that's when people have a chance to watch the players on TV they haven't seen all year long. Yeah. And they start telling me how, you know, Dylan Mossick should get a scholarship offer yeah. and how a number of the guys, and a lot of people were saying, how do you not have an offer out to Caleb Benning already by basically <laughs> off the way he was tackling and playing on both sides of the ball. So it's his first game playing offense, too. Yeah. The world also figured out the Zane Flores is pretty good. Yeah, he's. <laughs> Did all he, the man threw dimes. He threw oh, dimes. he broke our back twice, yeah. man. Yep. And they were huge, Michael. And, huge. and you had two times, two times where I thought that's going to be a sack. And hey, so nope. of all the things, let's go back to Friday real quick. Of all the things that you told me were keys to the game, mm-hmm. what was my number one key? It was way off. It was way off. To, way off brand. I said, we cannot allow Zane Flores to scramble Mm. and break our back for key first downs running the ball. He does it two or three times a game, and and they ruin you. And he did it to us. I I am not not an expert at this, but I – there was I don't know if you I think you guys pucker a little bit. Yep. I listen, we yeah. <laughs> pucker a little bit. I mean, it's not gonna hurt my feelings. Like I, on Monday, I you have green light. I mean, yeah. we'll get criticized. We I, I do wanna give credit to that coaching staff because they are fantastic. But like whatever people say about clock management and us tightening out, up yeah, and yeah. arguably playing the worst game of the year, but but that's sports though. You only get one crack at it. And there's something to that's football. Maximize. Yeah. yeah. That's football. Gretna maximize, we didn't. But I am telling you, conceptual wise, mm-hmm. that's a that's a heck of a staff. Have a great rest of the weekend. We appreciate everyone that was involved in Big Red Overreaction calls. Matt Stein producing it as well. We appreciate all of that. Of course, we'll all be back on Monday. We'll have Severe and Benning in the morning. The Gary Sharp Show. I'm assuming Gary will be back. Yeah, I don't even have any idea where he weeks. is. I haven't seen him in I don't, weeks. Purdue won by 57 today, so that's... And I had the pl- I had the minus 35 and a half, so I feel good about that's that. That's crazy. Yeah, uh-huh. Well, they lost the other one by 50, so you figured you wow. know, Purdue's a better team. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, and then, of course, unsportsmanlike conduct in the afternoon as well, recapping this and, and probably hearing something about coaching hiring. All that's coming up. Appreciate it again listening to Big Red Overreaction. Have a great rest of your weekend.